0: Welcome to The Breakfast Show of me, Ryan Huang. We're delving into the world of food sustainability with a leading global company committed to creating a positive impact. So what are we talking about? Well, their unwavering dedication to sustainable practices has earned them the prestigious ranking in S&P Global's 2023 Sustainability Yearbook for the 16th straight year. So we're going to discuss their groundbreaking Initiatives including their partnership with Stop Hunger, a global nonprofit network which works towards a hunger-free world and also their strong start to the quarter of this year and some of the emerging food trends. So the company we are talking about is Sodexo, the global leader in sustainable food and value experiences. So let's check in with Tini Lee. She is the corporate responsibility and diversity, equity and inclusion lead for Malaysia and Singapore for Sodexo. Good morning, Sini.
1: Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having
0: me. Well, we've got a lot to unpack. So let's start with the idea around what is happening with Sodexo in the space of food sustainability. What are we looking at when it comes to some of your initiatives that have earned you that place in the sustainability yearbook at S&P Global? Mm-hmm.
1: So at Sodexo, we have a variety of food sustainability initiatives. Uh, however, tomorrow is actually World Oceans Day, 8 of June, every year. So I'd like to share more about what we are doing for our oceans and, uh, of course, our marine resources. So, for example, we have worked with uh, many leading uh, industry organisations and nonprofits. So today we developed a sustainable seafood sourcing guide that we have implemented globally. So we can think of this guide as splitting sea, uh, seafood and fish species into uh, a traffic light category, red, amber and green. So, red species are like your sharks that are at risk of extinction. Your amber categories are like your snapper, sea bass, that are at some risk of extinction if not controlled properly. And then you have your green species um, that are commonly available, such as your clams. So, we make sure that um, in our food service uh, sites, we do not serve any red category species. And we make sure that if we have to purchase amber species such as salmon or sea bass, we make sure they come from sustainably certified sources. And another uh, initiative of us is actually our flagship waste watch program. This is actually our food waste tracking program where we put a food waste um, tracker in each of our food service sites. And every day, our kitchen teams will then track what are different kinds of food waste that we generate in our operations. So we can imagine in food operations, we have things like production waste that comes from trim, trimming or sometimes overproduction or can we even track plate waste that's left behind by our diners. So this information is then sent back to our kitchen teams where they will then brainstorm what are the different ways that they can bring down the food waste. So for example, they can reuse the food, the fruits and vegetables trimming in either vegetable soup stock or as uh, infused water.
0: Alright, so a traffic light system for sourcing and also yeah. plans around dealing with food waste. So some of the yeah. initiatives... They have earned Sodexo a place in the sustainability yearbook. And you're also, like you mentioned, working with non profit organizations. One of them is Stop Hunger. How does that mm-hmm. work?
1: Well, Stop Hunger is actually launched by a group of Sodexo employees, our own employees in nineteen ninety six. So it is Sodexo's very own non profit network that helps local communities escape hunger and malnutrition. So in Singapore and Malaysia, more recently, we have organised a food donation drive, namely Show Your Heart, Play Your Part. So we actually placed food donation boxes at our offices as well as our client sites. We then rallied our employees and our communities to bring in food donations and we channeled them to our food bank partners. For example, Food Bank in Singapore, as well as Food Aid Foundation in Malaysia. Last year, we also hosted our first ever Stop Hunger charity gala in Singapore to celebrate our 40 years of operations in Singapore. We raised close to 100,000 towards enhancing food security and empowering women through our different non-profit partners as well.
0: Yeah, well done. Encouraging to hear that you are making some waves there. My right, name is Tini Lee. She is the lead for Corporate Responsibility and Diversity, Equity and Inclusion for Malaysia and Singapore at Sodexo. And it's time, I think, to talk about some of the trends you're observing when it comes to the food space and around sustainable food trends. One of them appears to be the rise of blue food. Another is the growing popularity of plant-based food. And also I think you've outlined this earlier, Food waste. So let's talk about the rise of blue food. What is the concept here and how have you, you know, incorporated it into your sustainability efforts?
1: Thanks, Ryan. This is actually quite a timely question, especially with World Ocean Day coming up tomorrow. So blue food refers to food sourced hmm. from the aquatic environment. It can be bivalves such as mussels or clams, small fish such as anchovies or sardines, and plants, aquatic plants like seaweed. So we have found um, from many research and of course collaborations with these non-profits that this type of blue food are very sustainable sources of protein compared to other fish species that are at risk of decline. So we are following strict guidelines in sourcing this kind of fish and aquatic plants. And we are also training our chefs, advocating for them to create menus around using such blue food so for example it could be a campaign that features you know together with seaweed that we can showcase to our consumers that hey you know these are sustainable sources from our aquatic environment uh, instead of going for your usual your usual salmon Um, how, how about trying you know entovies with seaweed in a dish to replace your usual seafood at home
0: yeah another trend you're watching is the growing popularity of plant-based food. I'm just wondering here, mm-hmm. um, is this a fad because it seems to be <laughs> fading off, not as hot as you no know, earlier years and some people are starting to complain that sometimes there are high sodium levels with mm-hmm. these alternative proteins. Now, why are you observing here?
1: I think this is a, quite a common uh, feedback that we've observed from our consumers as well. Uh, I'd like to sort of expand to clarify that plant-based diet or plant-based eating is not just about plant-based meat alternatives, but it also can be you no know, vegetable and fruit-based kind mm. of dishes. So um, in fact, um, two in five Singaporeans have already embraced a more flexitarian diet, meaning that they focus on plant-based foods uh, with the occasional uh, inclusion of meats. So for us, how we advocate or increase the acceptance around plant-based cuisine is that we have partnered with Chef Bjorn Shen, who is one of the um, Singapore chefs on Singapore yes. on MasterChef. Yep, we've launched a plant-based menu with him, um, tapping on his Middle Eastern culinary expertise. And we actually launched that um, menu, plant-based menu, to our corporate and education clients. And it was a big hit. Uh, among the community because rarely do you get to dine with a celebrity chef so he came down to um, some of our lunches he spoke with um, some of our customers and he was able to introduce his culinary concept behind how plant-based food can be nutritious uh, and tasty and sexy at the same time
0: yeah and the last trend you're watching closely is reducing food waste and just a stat for you nearly 40 percent of food produced around the world ends up as waste and mm-hmm. if food waste were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases. So that's some stark stats for you. How much headway are you making here? Because I hear about businesses, you know, just taking easy way mm-hmm. out, it's much easier just to dump food rather than figure out what to do with it.
1: So definitely, and especially in Singapore we import over ninety percent of our food. So, you know, imagine if some a lot of that food goes to waste, that's really a pity. So for us, um, just to circle back to the Waste Watch program that um, I shared earlier, on um, us tracking where our food waste is coming from and brainstorming ways to bring it down. We have managed uh, to avoid that program offset about 5,000 metric tons of carbon emissions, and this is equivalent to powering over 1,000 homes' electricity consumption in a year. So we are able to help reduce our carbon footprint as a food services company by reducing our food waste. And, Nude, um, Ryan, you mentioned something about taking the easy way out by just um, you know sending it either to the landfill or the incinerator. But for us, we try to adopt a circular approach as much as possible. So, for example, at some of our sites... Uh, We turn food waste into compost, Hmm. which then goes back onto on-site herbs and vegetables garden. And then our chefs will then harvest from the garden to use back in the kitchens. So we also work with a local recycler. Uh, and your used cooking oil is usually um, just drained away. So, But we do not do that. We actually work with a recycler. It collects our used cooking oil from our sites and turns them into biofuel. This biofuel then goes back into powering um, trucks and vents that goes around um, locally in Singapore.
0: All right, so that's a lot of ideas for you to chew on and maybe incorporate into your own sustainability journey. We've been chatting with Tini Lee. She is the lead for corporate responsibility and diversity, as well as equity and inclusion for Malaysia and Singapore for Sodexo. Tini, thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks, Ryan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.